All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the manufacturers network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan from the Manufacturers Network podcast, and I'm excited today to introduce you to our guest, Hector Diaz-Strangle. Now, Hector has spent most of his career in manufacturing. He's currently the president of ATA Tools, but he's been involved with chemicals, plastics, cutting tools in both the Mexico and the United States and with companies, working with companies both large and small. So you're going to hear lots of different insights from different types of companies. So Hector, welcome to the show. Hi, Alisa. Thanks for having me. Well, share with us a little bit about your journey in your career and how you ended up where you're at now. Well, without boring everybody uh, with with many details, I did start in in Mexico, where I'm originally from, as an engineer. I worked there for a couple of years, and then a company that was looking to expand uh, uh, in Mexico, based out of Indiana, went to Mexico to look for an engineer to train and send back down there to open the market up for them. It was a chemical company, and the plan was I was going to come here for a couple of years and then go back to Mexico. And 20 years later, here I am. So that <laughs> never actually happened, which, which has worked out uh, very well. The company was doing well, but they saw more opportunity in the U.S. Than, than, than in Mexico. So I helped them build an oil plant in Ohio. That's how I ended up in Ohio back in 99. And then I went, there was a small privately held company. We were then acquired by a larger organization. And then I moved to other places. I worked in companies public and, and private, tiny and huge. So it's, I, I, I have a, a many different perspectives, uh, including private equity at some point. So I, I got to a point about five years ago in which ATA, an Irish company, was looking for somebody to run their U.S. Uh, business. Uh, we got connected and I like what they were doing and, and where they, they wanted to go. And, and here, here we are five years later. Oh, awesome. So what are some of the things that are working right now, whether it be with your employees or your processes? I know before we got started with the official podcast, we were talking a little bit about the the toll that the pandemic has taken and how you've kind of rebuilt from that. But um, why were you able to do that? You know, just kind of take us through that journey and what's what's been working for you. Well, many different things. Fortunately, again, we went through the, the, the lows of the pandemic as every other business in the U.S. We're coming out of it. But many things helped us get through that. One is our employees, the uh, 75, 80 people that, that, that work with ATA were committed to, to seeing us through it, both from a self, uh, safety and, and health point of view, as well as a uh, customer service point of view and make sure that customers uh, were not going to see a disruption in, in service. Uh, and, and that didn't happen, but we also have the uh, product side of things. We have customers that want our product, that want to continue to uh, have ATA service them. When, when the pandemic started and we realized it is not only a health issue, it's going to become an economic issue very quickly, as, as it did. We started, all of us that have gone through the 2008-2009 collapse, trying to look back and learn from what happened 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and what could be applied to this situation. When we put our plan together, 
it was clear to us that if we had a strong product, if we have strong track record with quality and service for, for our customers, uh, we were in a, in a good position to be able to make it through the, the, the crisis. We are also fortunate that we have a, a good a financial footing, not that 2020 was an, an easy year to get through with, with the uh, drop in business, but we were, we were on a solid footing. So we didn't have to worry about whether uh, we we're going to be able to uh, pay our bills or, or having a, a cash flow to, to manage our business. So that gave us an opportunity to get down to basics. It, it, it really was about let's make sure our quality doesn't suffer. Let's make sure that whatever orders we have coming in, we are servicing them. And let's make sure that we're ready for any other opportunities because companies that we compete against that may not be in, in that same situation where they may have a, a weaker a starting position to begin with, we're bound to make their customers uh, nervous. And uh, we saw some of those opportunities coming our way. We saw uh, as, as, as difficult as 2020 was, we generated a lot of new business opportunities that 2021, we're going to see a full, a full uh, year effect because we were ready to take on, on, on that new business. So a, a lot of things that had to, be, uh, had to come together but we didn't put them together in 2020. They were already there. We just needed to be mindful of where our priorities needed, needed to be. So in a market where you're talking about your com- competition and some of the customers, you know, from a sales standpoint, it, it's so hard because you weren't allowed in the plants and, you know, it was difficult to maintain those customer relationships that you had. So what were some of the things that you did to attract new customers to you? Yeah, I think it started with, it started really back in 2016, 2017. After I joined the business, a new director of sales came, came on board about a year later. And uh, we spent those first couple of years putting a sales team together. We have five salespeople that are, are dispersed throughout the U.S. and Mexico. But then under that, we have a network of manufacturer representatives as well as a, a large distribution network. So we spent a couple of years putting all of that in place, making sure that we, 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 we had the, the right people in the right places and we were aligned with the right external partners. And when 2020 hit, the effort that we put over, over uh, those, those few years, it all came to fruition. Even though our salespeople, as, as you point out, haven't been able to go and travel and see customers other than those that they can go and drive to see if those customers are seeing uh, vendors, they, were, they had such good relationships that of course, the technology helps. Zoom and cell phones and, and technology, e-communication, help us to get uh, stay close to those customers. So we, we, we were ready to start doing a lot of uh, webinars, uh, which we were already going to do in 2020, but this accelerated the effort for us. So we were able to reach many people that in the past, uh, when our salespeople will go and, and try to look, uh, talk to a distributor and an end user, it's difficult to get... Uh, people's times to, to, to talk to a salesperson in, in right. any, but, but now nobody could go anywhere and everybody was stuck at home and, and doing this type of interactions over Zoom or, or uh, same, same type of uh, or similar type of technologies. So we found that we were able to reach many more people than we would likely would have been able to reach had we been traveling uh, all over the, the, the U.S. So we generated a lot of business. One of the highlights for, for ATA, in, especially in the U.S. business for 2020, was the amount of new opportunities that we were not only able to identify, but we actually were able to close 
while being remote. And, and I kept telling this to the, to the sales force all, all throughout the year. I don't know how you're doing it, but keep doing it because it's, it's working. And again, we expect to see <laughs> your effect this year. You know, and that's such a good point of looking at the, one of the many positive things that came out of this whole thing is like you said, that not only the amount of money saved and time saved, not getting on airplanes and traveling over the, all over the country and all over the world, but you had now the opportunity to connect with new customers that maybe it wouldn't have been worth your time to get on a plane and go see and make that effort. So it sounds like you and your salespeople were buying into that and, and weren't afraid of the technology. So what a what a positive that was for you. Yeah, and I give them a lot of credit because they they they're salespeople. They want to be out there. They want to be talking to customers and they want to see how the product works and and, and troubleshoot pro, uh, uh, issues that a, a potential new customer may be having. They couldn't do any of that physically, but they found a way to do it remotely and 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 be successful at it. So again, I. I that was definitely one of the highlights for our, for our business last year. Now, one of the things that you mentioned when you assembled the sales team five years ago when you came on board is you were looking for the right people. Uh, and that's so important when it comes to culture. But what to you helped you determine who was the right person and, and getting that right fit for your company? So you do have those long-term dedicated salespeople. Yeah, we were. We had a sales force, and and some 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 of them were were uh, good individuals, but they were thinking more about retirement than what the next step in their career was going to be. So we knew we were going to have openings regardless. But then, as we started looking at not only the type of uh, remember, we were new to the business. Myself, I was new to the business, so I had to learn what type of business we had and, and where the opportunities were. But it was clear that we needed people that were dynamic. We neither we needed. People that were that were hunting for new opportunities, that were motivated and, and incentivized by finding that new opportunity and closing that piece of business, while being able at the same time to maintain the current business, the base business that we already had, and, and, and grow relationships with those customers and find opportunities at those customers as well. So it was more about driven individuals, not somebody. We weren't looking for individuals that could be good at maintaining a sales territory. That that has a fit in 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 many cases. But for our uh, needs, we needed we needed somebody that could maintain a sales territory, but, but more importantly, that was dynamic. That were dynamic enough to learn whatever new products. So we keep introducing a lot of new products to 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 our portfolio. Learn those products, become experts at them, but then go out and find opportunities where where we could close sales. And and it, it was a it was a I don't know if it, a unique set of skills that we were looking for. Certainly unique for ATA at the time. So uh, it took us a, a few tries to find the right individuals, and we found them by going out and, and, and hiring people, external people. But we also took flyers on internal uh, uh, individuals. For example, we had a marketing coordinator that was in the commercial area, but, but not in sales at all. But, uh, but we saw a lot of potential in her, and, and, and we, we threw the challenge at her, and she was very reluctant at the beginning because, again, sales can be scary. Right. The plunge, and she's been very successful uh, over the last uh, two or three years. So it, it, it took a lot of experimenting and 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 taking calculated risks, and uh, and so far it's worked out. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, what is something that has is still kind of there that's keeping you up at night? What are what are some of the things that you may be struggling with? Well, definitely the, the pandemic. I mean the the. We're not struggling with it. We, we've been able to manage through it successfully so far, and we're going to continue to be very vigilant about it. But 
but it's all around us. Um, it, it, if, that, if that were to come into the facility, uh, of course, I'm, I'm not only going to be concerned about our, our own employees and making sure that, that they can get through it w- without any significant issues, but their families as well, but also what that effect is going to have in our business and, and, and how do we service the business if we have to manage an, an, a potential outbreak. So that definitely has kept me uh, up at night for the last 10 months or so. And the economy, the, the resulting economic issues that have come uh, because of the pandemic. Again, there's, we're much more optimistic now than, than, than we have been uh, over the last few months. We do believe that 2021, especially with back, the, the vaccines being available and the vaccination rates continuing to inch up uh, little by little, that uh, things are going to start opening up and, and uh, the, the business is going to get back to normal levels. The new administration coming in uh, hopefully will have some type of an infrastructure uh, plan put in place that will help our business. So there are a lot of things that we're, we're, we're hopeful are going to happen, but they do keep me up at night because they haven't happened yet. And, and, and we, uh, we, 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 not only we, but all of the uh, U.S. economy needs these things to happen. Right, exactly. And when we look at this podcast from a, a networking standpoint of just connecting manufacturers together, what would be something that maybe you would either like support or ideas from you know, your manufacturing uh, colleagues to share with you? You know, one of the things that we, we, we learned as we went through the pandemic and, 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 and how our network actually uh, helped us, but hopefully we also helped other companies to try to figure out how do you deal with something that nobody has seen since 1918? I mean, the, 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 nobody in the world was ready for something like this. So are we doing the right things? Are we overdoing it? Are we not doing enough? All we had was ourselves. And, you know, we're, we're a, an Irish-based company. So we had, I have counterparts in Ireland, in Germany, in the UK. We have our facilities that we could uh, bounce ideas off each other. But again, it's all within the ATA world. But we reached out to our network and, and just try to have a, well, we can have a beer with, but it's kind of like having a beer with uh, the president of another company and said, hey, what are you doing here? And what have you done about that? And that uh, generated more connections with other companies that I, I, I probably have met somebody in the company but never had any type of interactions but found out that they were open because they were also trying to figure it out. So those those type of, it, it, they were quasi-informal networks that, that became more formal out of necessity. But had that, had those type of interactions been in place, so uh, stuff like what you're doing with, with this podcast and connecting companies, the next time that any of us has any type of challenge that we've never seen before, having that, that network to reach out to and being comfortable doing that, because that's another thing that, you know, I, do I want to tell somebody that we don't know what to do? Well, sometimes you just have to be vulnerable. And that was, was very valuable for, uh, for us, being able to talk to other companies and in some cases validate that what we were doing, we were on, on the right track. Uh, in other cases, get new ideas that we hadn't thought of. And, and in other cases, provide them with ideas that they haven't thought of. And I think it made for a better situation for all of us. Awesome. So, and when it comes to your areas of expertise or insight, as far as sharing with your manufacturing colleagues, what would be a, a good tip or a good reason to connect with you? Well, I don't know that I have anything to offer to anybody, <laughs> but um, I, you know, I'm always good for, for a good chat. I, 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 you know, manufacturing, I, I, 
like you said, I've been in chemicals and plastics and, and, and uh, cutting tools now. I, I like going to manufacturing facilities, even if it's something that I, I, I've never seen before, just because you never know what kind of ideas you're going to uh, extract from that that could be applicable to your own business or to your own personal life. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to find out. Uh, anybody that would want to connect, we're more than welcome to bring them over to what we're doing. And, you know, maybe we'll give them an idea that they didn't think of before. That, that I find valuable in any industry. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes we get so, you know, focused on just our industry where you could learn something from somebody in a completely different industry that's like, ooh, that's transferable. And that's, you know, and that's the whole the whole point of making those connections. So if somebody uh, does want to reach out and connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, it will be uh, through my, uh, via my email, However, because of my name, it's a really long email. So I'm, I'm sure that we can put it on the, on the podcast. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay. That would be the best way to do it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, Hector, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you for being here. I'm Lisa Ryan from the Manufacturers Network podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturers Network podcast. Do me a favor and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow this network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either send your buddies to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the Manufacturers Network podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow the network, the stronger and deeper the community will all have. Thanks again, and I appreciate you.